0: up guys welcome to the kfo show episode number 27 i can't believe we made it this far 27 episodes so pretty pumped about that guys we got a killer show tonight got peter husser my chaotic fishing on tonight we're gonna be talking about kayak fishing probably go off the deep end on strategy and uh man he's been putting up some bigs lately down there in dallas fort worth so we're gonna bring him on a little bit but before we get there i got some news and updates for you Uh, a lot of people though you watch on youtube and maybe even on the live show right now But you may not know that we have a podcast and the podcast kind of taken off. We're going to average 500 plays per episode. So if you're listening in on the podcast, driving on your way to work while you're working out, thank you so much. Glad you're out there. Um, And so that's pretty awesome. I want to thank uh, a couple people here, Jason Overholt and Suzanne Tyson, recent channel members on the YouTube channel over here. And so I run a little promo every single week. If you sign up to be a channel member. Uh, I give a $10 Cast gift card to you, as well as a bunch of other stuff as well. And if you don't know what that is, head over to my YouTube channel, hit join, and you'll see a video kind of explain it. There's a few tiers there. It's really just me going the extra mile um, for some of my inner circle. Um, And so they help guide kind of the channel, give me some honest feedback. Uh, They're able to see a lot of the videos before they go live, kind of sneak peeks. And so thank you so much, Jason and Suzanne, for locking arms uh, with me on that. Guys, the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series has begun for Team Wendell, and there has already been some bass on the board. Let me go ahead and throw this up here. Um, there might have been some, you know, some inches thrown up recently um, because I pulled this screenshot a couple hours ago. But here we go, Team Wendell. So we got, I think we have a total of like 35 people in the team right now. Uh, only 12 have posted fish anywhere from 13 inches to 92. I am currently in first place for Team Wendell. Uh, I had a banger a couple days, <laughs> a few days ago, putting up 92 inches. And um, I just have a feeling someone's going to sneak by me. Uh, I cannot win my own tournament. So you can just kind of, I'm just doing it because I don't want to ask people to do something I'm not willing to do. And I thought it'd be fun to get out there and fish alongside of the team. So just pretend I don't even exist. I'm just there for fun. And Brian Slayton, number two, 81 and a half inches. Brian um, you might better know him as the Creek Crawler. He was on the show last week, and he was like, hey, I'm going to sign up for that. And already putting inches on the board. Got a bunch of other names on there. Bill Alton coming in third place, 76 inches. Jesse Kinzer, 73. Fishing with Gramps, get off my board. 71 point. He can't even, He has. A, he's anchoring his own team. So we have this little fun thing. I signed up for his team. He signed up for mine. And so we're poking poking the bear there a little bit. And so if you haven't signed up for those guys, if you don't know what it is, um, you must not have been on the show because I talk about it all the time. But what it is essentially, I'm running four one month tournaments. And if you sign up for one of those, the entry fee is fifteen dollars. And you can win a chance to um, win a chance to be on um, one of the slots on my team. There's gonna be a total of four of them. So if you win one of the one month tournaments, we're gonna travel down to like Gunnersville and Veterans Day weekend and fish out, fish off against a bunch of other teams. So Fluke Master, Hoover, Rudd, Aggressively, Average, Anglers, you got Larry Mountain Jr. Um, fishing with gramps clay guida and the list continues to grow as chad continues to add teams so if you haven't done that head over to the fishingchaos.com search find a tournament and type in knucklehead and that will pop up love to have you join and you can join in the 11th hour if you want if you just want to have a little bit of fun doing that all right um, remember this is an interactive show uh, interact with one another over, and sometimes I notice a lot of these conversations. Um, I know in the podcast you can't see this, but there is a live show smorgasbord of conversations. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Other times it does. But I'm pretty excited to have Peter on the show, My Chaotic Fishing. Peter, welcome to the show, my man. Number one question for you. What happened to your original My Chaotic Fishing Instagram? Had over 100,000 followers, 5 million likes. What happened there? Which one? I th- I thought I saw that somewhere. Am I you late had... to the
1: party, huh? I said, "Am I late to the party?" Was there <laughs> already a my chaotic fishing Instagram?
0: No, I thought I thought I saw one. You were uh, I was scrolling through your old your your new Instagram, and didn't you post something where at one time it was over a hundred thousand?
1: So I've done. Um, I mean, I've hours? done a bunch of social media in the past, and it and it and I may have shared one of my old profiles that wasn't dedicated to fishing. I know I've I used to work tech industry, so. I mean, there's a bunch of pages that I've phased out because they were just for testing, but uh, I did hang on to one of the TikTok pages. that was like 100,000. Um, it's a trash page, full disclosure. Like there's nothing, you know what I mean? There, it was it was like an old leftover test page. And so we ended up linking back and, you know, uh, fishing industry, you've got to be creative in finding ways to make money. So, um, you know, we funneled some affiliate links through there. And, <laughs> hey, you uh, know like, what it is.
0: Do what you got to do. So Dallas Fort Worth, Tell us your story,
1: man. I uh, I came out about twelve years ago. Um, I grew up in the little town of Greenfield, California, and uh, for anybody who is familiar with the state, uh, knows that there's virtually there's no fishing where I grew up. Um, you pretty much work on a ranch or you drive a tractor or uh, you work on a ranch. Like that's that's it. It's 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 all it's a hundred percent ag. And, uh, you know, in, in another previous life, I, I played race car driver and, and, uh, and did all that fun stuff. So I traveled all over the country, uh, you know, working for all the big manufacturers from, you know, Mazda to Mercedes, Bentley to Toyota, everybody. And, uh, and man, I just, I loved when we'd come out to Texas, right? Uh, state fair, all the different auto shows, um, you know, various different racetracks, uh, this is all pre-coda. So. You know, not to squirrel off, but yeah, so pre-coda. Um, so there's a lot of little private racetracks, all that jazz. And uh, about twelve years ago, company that my wife runs, the owner said, Hey, you know, I was thinking of relocating out to Texas. And I was oh, like, Come on. Wait, let's, sign me up, let's go. <laughs> and uh man, it's just I mean, it it, it, it seems every every puddle and creek has a bass in it. it may not it may not be a big old josh jones double digit but <laughs> you know what i mean you gotta go to your local walmart and get you some of the little eighth ounce you know pawn hopper spinner baits and and you'll you'll get something you'll get All something right. so um yeah that that wound us up here and you know i played auto industry for a while um dad passed away uh, about two three years ago and we had put ourselves in a position where you know i had the opportunity to kind of find You know, but the second half of your life, you know, I'm going to be 40 in two years. So, uh, you know, kind of figure out what we want to do. And when I lived out in California, um, Monterey Bay was where we went fishing. Um, so sea bass, the salmon runs, all that, all that different stuff. And it was all, it was all offshore. Right. And we were out in my parents' little, uh, what do we have? It's like a 21 foot bay liner, like nothing nothing crazy. I remember, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was, I think it was big enough for my dad to convince my mom that we could go fishing with him, (laughs) but it was small enough that on rough days, like that horizon disappeared right in between Mm -hmm. swells. So, um, we'd go out there and go fishing. And so anywho, uh, put ourselves in the position to kind of figure out what we wanted to do. And, um, after my dad passed away, I, I just really, really dove into fishing. Like, um, the minute we moved out here, I, a lot of the first thing I did is I found a local bass pro and when and picked up like a $60 combo is like, dude, I gotta have something. I'm a five minute walk from a Creek. Right. And I just, I knew that there was, there was fish in there. So, uh, that was 12 years ago. And, you know, here we are today with, uh, you know, a little, little Instagram going, got the boat, the kayak, not like no shortage of banks, uh, to fish here in Texas. And, uh, kind diving, diving head first into it.
0: Yeah. So is this something you just do kind of on the side or is this something you do? Like, are you able to do it like full time?
1: No, I've, I've, I've committed to, I've committed to the fishing industry, basically probably 80, 80% of my 80% of my time. The other wow. 20% is going to be divided up between family. Uh You know, we've got a four-year-old that's freaking little genius working on his like fourth grade homework so you know he's he's homeschooled he gets to go on all my adventures with me um know, i take care of of some family business stuff uh like i said i do still dabble with some of the marketing to to make sure i can generate income and and pay bills um but but yeah i've i've I've, I've just, I've committed to the fishing industry. So, uh, fishing a couple different boat tournament trails, uh, about to start diving into some of the kayak stuff, the bank stuff, the online stuff, uh, which, you know, pre Texas, there was no such thing as online fishing tournaments. I mean, you, you (laughs) brought your fish to weigh in, you know, and that's, and that's how you were judged. So, um, you know, it's, it's all, it's all an adventure. And that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's, that's my motto, right. Is, is just, it's all an adventure. Um, it sounds cliche, but you know, just trying to bring everybody with me and learn as we go a lot like your channel, man. I, I literally caught myself, you know, popping up one of your old videos that I had saved earlier today with the, uh, with the Kydex. I was like, man, what, you know, you made some kill guards. I think you got like two videos on kill guards. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, what did he use that first time? Cause I use Shugu. Um, yeah, but, uh, but that first time you used a double stick tape. I did. And yeah. um, so I thought I'd give it a try just for the fact of it wasn't what I used. And I wanted to try something else and you've been rocking yours for over a year now and it's still on there. So give yeah, a shot.
0: both of them rocking out, right? First one is double stick tape. And that one's still good to go. That's almost, that's coming up on two years. And then the other one I, uh, Oh, what, what did I use recently? Um, goop Marine goop. Yeah, Because um, when it dries, it doesn't turn yellow. So you don't want that yellow ring on the outside. But yeah, right. so far, so good. So, man, so you, everybody, this is literally the uh, definition of living the dream. Um, committed to the fishing industry. Who wants to be committed to the fishing industry? I know I do. 100% <laughs> of my time.
1: No, no, no. I, I got to give that with, you know, with a word of warning.
0: Because... <laughs> no, no, right now it's like, it's this dream that everyone has. Don't, don't bring it back down to reality. No, it's... <laughs>
1: everything's got to be real. Right. And that's, you know, when I was trying to, when I was trying to figure out a, a moniker, I was like, do we go with the last name? Um, do we, do I, you know, did I come up with something else and you know, I'm sitting in my garage having a, having a cold beer and, and I'm just, I'm looking around and I'm like, God, oh, there's, you know, EDF RC jets. There's a RC sailboat. There's, you know, this and that and just like so much different stuff. I'm like, dude, it's, it's pure freaking chaos in, in my garage. I, I, I sat there and I was like, this is, you know, how, how is this even going to work? And I just kind of came up with my chaotic fishing and, um, you know, self-diagnosed ADHD, right. There's, there's always at least a dozen little projects going on in the garage. Um, but, uh, you know, from a lot of industries that I've, that I've gone into and, and come out of in the past, you know, that were hobbies that I, you know, that I was successful at, you know, most recently was the RC industry. Um, you know, grew up doing a lot of that stuff and had national titles and all that jazz and, and turned it into a business. And, you know, just unfortunately got into business with with some of the wrong people and I had to kind of back away from it. So, you know, I love, I love what I do and I would highly encourage anybody, you know, to pursue your passion. If it's fishing, whatever it is, but as, as, as today's, you know, as today's shows go, if it's fishing, like, Definitely head first, right? But but always always keep keep that important part to you. Make that the principle of, of everything that you're doing, right? So, for some people, it's a therapy. For some people, it's 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 you know their their competitive nature, right? And and that's how they get it out. Uh, you know if they if you've got a nine to five and you're doing that, you know. But but the weekends is 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 where you blow that steam. And if it's uh, you know beat the banks, if it's doing tournaments if it's making content if it's whatever it is but just you know always keep that that main principle of why is it important to you mm-hmm. make sure that drives everything that you do because there's always there's always options in the road and um you know i'd hate for anyone to ever have their passion ruined as some of my previous ones are so rather than you made into a job people, is that
0: what you're referring to What's that? Because you made it into a job or?
1: Well, man, I, it's, it's tough. I mean, in, in the past, everything that I've done is always building for other people. Sure. Um, and, it's, and, and it's been, you know, full disclosure, there's built multi-million dollar businesses, but, you know, it's for other people. Sure. And, and so that was my wife's big thing is, hey, you do it for everybody else. That's all you've ever done. You know whether it was the auto industry and different companies that you worked with, whether it was our sea industry and different companies that you worked with, it was always for somebody else. You know why don't you just focus on you? So I guess I guess to try to try to encapsulate some of the chaos, right? Is is just bring it back and and you know if you're pursuing the fishing industry, make it about you, right? Make it about you and what you're passionate about and 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 the aspect of it that makes you happy. There's you know I've I've got great friends uh, that are. You know, if it's not a, a, a nine inch swim bait or above, right. It's that don't even talk to them. That's, that is what their world revolves around. Right. Or if it's not, uh, you know, being in front of, being in front of a screen scoping, right. They just, they've latched onto that. They love it. They're passionate about it. But if you're not talking about something, you know, on, on, on live, you know, and so it can be anything you want it to be. Just keep that focus on, whatever aspect drives you whatever aspect makes you happy like that's 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 the jam
0: no yeah man i love it you're, you're an inter- you're an interesting dude i could ask like so more so much more probing questions right now but we're going to switch gears a little bit okay. uh, get the comments over here yeah i know right i i have a feeling it could be a deep dark rabbit hole and i want to head over to some more kayak fishing <laughs> and fishing related stuff um alice says uh i hate my job it cuts into my fishing time love it frank yes. jobs are the worst alice <laughs> mainstream uh ah he's a sixth sense guy so he's down with me awesome we'll talk about that in a little bit uh bucktail said my therapy that's more expensive than my therapist which is kayak fishing but whatever you need to do to justify it though hey you know what you know i and i totally resonate with your your story right because uh, i'm 41 and for the last 20 years i've been grinding for nonprofits, which i don't regret but uh, I, I was like, okay, I, I, have one more, I have one more re reinvention of myself in me, and it's going to be all in on myself for the first time in my life. And I'm going to go for kayak fishing because I love it so much. And so, man, no better time in the history of mankind to go all in on you, whatever it is that you want to do. But let's go ahead and switch gears here a little bit. Um, the, the theme of the show tonight was really talking about kayak fishing strategy because I've noticed you put up, you've been putting up some bigs. I know you like swim baits. I do notice that you, you tend to lean towards sixth sense. And wanted to, how do I, how do I, uh, how do I propose this? Or here's the question. Kayak fishing strategy. Let's take a deep dive. Start to finish. What is your game plan when you wake up in the morning?
1: Um, so I'm first, first and foremost, like I'm not connected to any any of the company's products that I use right at the end of the day, I want to catch fish. Um, but I've developed preferences. Um, and one of them, uh, as of the re-release of their app, uh, Humminbird has, in my opinion, their, their mapping is, it's, it's second to none right now. And, um, I think it's like 20 bucks a year, uh, for their app. And it has every high def, contour line map in the entire country doesn't matter where you were i was out in california a few weeks back and you know wanted to look at a lake that was near me i downloaded the little section of the country you know for that so it's not like having to buy a bunch of cards but um uh you know where does it start when i wake up it it starts long before i I go fishing right and um and it's map study for kayak fishing it's going to be where where are my access points right because you can look up the arm of the lake and it looks super juicy but i mean if it's unrealistic to get there on your kayak whether you're you know pedal paddle power whatever um you know that kind of kind of takes things out of the equation so um, doesn't really matter how good a part of the lake is if you can't get to it mm. right so um it starts with that map study uh you know all the all the different reasons for the different times of year and down here in the south um just example you know where i live uh, i live on ray hubbard we live on a peninsula you know kind of how that worked how, how how all of the plans just come together yeah, without amazing
0: That's knowing awesome. what's going to
1: happen but um you know when you're looking at when you're looking at those maps you you got to figure out okay first where do i launch from you know and how do i get from that launch point to my fishing area and then how are you going to tack on because even even when i'm fun fishing Right. I was out till, you know, full disclosure, I was out till probably one o'clock this morning uh, out in the marina. And there's some contours at an eight to 12 foot level that I've previously marked some things on that hold fish in a post-spawn pattern. I know this from previous years of fishing it. And for all the bank beaters out there, guess what? All of those brush piles and rock piles and, you know, underwater structure things that I marked. I knew to look there because I was dragging a jig like f- probably like four or five years ago when we first moved into the house that we live in. Now, um, you know, I went out into that Marina and threw a jig. I, I buried the hook inside of the plastic to try to not get hooked. Uh, but it was with, they was hundred percent with the intention of figuring out like bottom composition. Mm. And, um, and so anywho, uh, last night, just the opportunity arose. It was like nine thirty. Said, "Hey, wife, you mind if I, you know, go out in the Marina? I want to see if they're there." And uh, and so, you know, in those areas, I just I went out. And Everybody else is going
0: to bed at nine thirty. By the way, this guy's going out to go fishing.
1: I Man, it's it. you know, my it. kid wakes up at my kid wakes up at like five thirty, six o'clock. So <laughs> I'm like, as long as I get like a five hour, you know, about that's kind of what I run on about five six hours. That's just that's it.
0: You give it two more years, You get 40, starts going all downhill. My friend,
1: I, I, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to rephrase it, but I, earlier you literally said, Hey, don't, don't bring it back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> keep your, going. Keep going. yourself right. going to worry about that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, waking up, starting with that map study, um, you know, the game plan last night, I knew that area that, in previous years uh in a post spawn that you know some of those some of those spawners moved out to and wanted to see if they were out there um i will say it was man it was blowing uh, like 16 to 20. it was it was, wow. it was it was it was pretty spicy but you know in terms of you know kayak theory and, and everything like that you know marinas are generally well protected some of them are are, are have some sort of lighting so you're not just pitch black horizon um, which is nice at least for me um, but uh you know and i saw that the storms that we had moving through the dfw were you know roughly 50 to 70 miles uh northeast moving in that direction i said okay cool like you know i'm not gonna have the threat of rain i'm not gonna have the threat of lightning you know all the different stuff so you talk about planning I mean Texas weather—you you got planned for it for sure, mm-hmm. especially in springtime. Um, but uh but yeah, so going out there and 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 then also mentally preparing too, because there's man, I see. I social media is is so many things. Not going to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, you got
0: the history there, right? You know, you know too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, Don't it's go like there. A, Don't go there right now. I, sorry, <laughs> you, you, like wish you could forget about, but um. <laughs> you know, I see, I see a lot of people, man, that that go out fishing and and they talk about how they're on like a a two week slump or, you know, whatever the case, full disclosure, you know, one of the things that I thought about last night is, um, and as you can tell, I squirrel a little bit, but I prepared myself for not catching because the reality is if I'm going to target a I mean just it, it literally there were like four five six little spots that I wanted to check and I knew that that would probably take me from you know when I hit the water at 9:30 I had a I had a target of get home at midnight that shifted a little bit but um always yeah I I I knew that you know 3 hours cuz I figured about half an hour per little area that I wanted to look at and um that's something that I've been as I dive more into boating tournaments um I really tried to focus on how I allot my time. And so, you know, getting out there, getting to those spots, you know, figuring out, okay, do I throw a Carolina rig, you know, around the outskirt of the area? Do I drag a jig right through it? Do I swim bait right over the top of it? All the different stuff. Um, you know, I can, I can load 20 row 20 rods and, and, you know, half a tackle shop onto my boat, you don't do that on a kayak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so kayak fishing is, has, greatly increased my efficiency for that prior planning because you know when you messaged me earlier you said hey three dates and i literally went into the garage and grabbed three that i had literally brought out last night because again you get out there you've got it tied up you throw it you execute and then you you know make a deduction based on your results so anywho well
0: what's what, uh what's go ahead and Let's get into a little more tactical here. You got him right behind you. Walk us through what you have, what you have hooked up right now. And you said you're in post spawn down there in Dallas Fort Worth, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah so absolutely. like right
0: now, we're right on the cusp of spawn up here in Northeast Ohio. So everyone else is anywhere in between. Yeah,
1: that's you know, which... such an exciting time, though. You guys are it, like, it is. Nothing... You, you, you got gas on the ground and a match in your hand. You about ready to, you about ready to tear it. <laughs> I mean,
0: anything they'll bite anything right now. I'm getting ready to go fishing with a, a guy. He's like, Hey, I'm going to travel. I'll, I'll travel an hour, live an hour and a half away from you. I'll see you on Saturday morning at like five 30. He's like, what should I hook up? I was like anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I got big swim baits. Uh, I got a, a mega bass. Oh, what did I went to spy recently. What was mag, mag, magraft? yeah got an eight inch one of those i had one hit this morning on it which is a lot of fun Got an S get waiver. You some say what
1: i said that'll, that'll get you some inches for the tournament you're oh yeah really- oh
0: yeah it was crazy that the thing that bit it today was like it was only like maybe 12 inches hitting a eight inch bag draft
1: i mean but that's a, that what a huge clue that is right to to be able to you know process of elimination here right so in an area where you're, you're fishing an eight inch swim bait. And they are just so fired up aggressive right now um that a 12 inch fish is gonna go after that, you know. So in terms of figuring out staging and patterns, you know, if if you know that those, you know, whatever depth you were at, whatever the temperature was, right, couple that data with with, you know, if you were in moving water, if you whatever the case, because I know up that way is a totally different game. Um uh, shout out to the creek crawler because that episode was freaking awesome. Like yeah. talking about land rights and they own the land <laughs> under the water and all that. You know, it here in fun. Texas, anybody on YouTube, right, has seen enough videos of like uh, the classic one, right, Ellie where he's like, All right, like I understand I'm going to leave. And then the lady gets an attitude and he's like, Yeah, I ain't leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Texas, in a lot of the places in the country, uh, you know, I'll just speak from personal experience, right? Like I fish a lot of areas that are in, you know, private areas. So not private water, but areas that you can't drive into. It's a gated community or it's a, you know, pay to use marine, whatever the case, but they don't own the water. So um, it, it's, it was an eye-opening, eye-opening episode. I, I I definitely recommend anybody watching tonight be able to go back and check out that, that Creek Crawler episode because it was – it was very cool. It was very cool. I mean, and the, the but, crazy thing
0: about that is that rights are different for each state, right? Cause I've mm-hmm. had John from Creek Fishing Adventures over and it was, it was completely different rules um, for him. For For him, it was, uh, you almost split the, the Creek in half. And if this person over here owns it, you can't fish on that half. So if they ask you to move, you literally just got to move to the other side of the Creek and fish that side. And you're legal. It's crazy. Rules are laws are different. Every state you're in. And yeah. So, yeah, is, is Texas? So I, I've known. So crazy story here, real fast. Uh, <laughs> back in 2015, I ran across the country and I ran across Texas. Um, took me like 100 physically. Days. I did 100 marathons in 100 days. Um, okay, coast to coast. Started out in Santa Monica Pier on January 1st and finished in Times Square on April 10th. Um, just type in "run dare and run" on YouTube, and you, I mean on um on on Google, and you'll you'll see a bunch of articles on it. Yes. Nonetheless, the second I came into Texas. I came in from New Mexico, right? And when I went in New Mexico, everyone's like, hey, how's it going? And almost like the next sentence was, hey, when you leaving? That's just like New Mexico, right? And the second I entered into Texas, I had like five people stop on the side of the road and ask me if I wanted to like a ride, like super, super nice. Um, is it the same way when it comes to, to fishing or do people, because I know like land rights in Texas is like, you know, <laughs> land rights in Texas. Is it a big deal?
1: So, man, when, when people are like, oh, you're from California. When i'm in texas when people are like oh you're from california they, they just right off the bat you know there's the the political preconceived notions all that different jazz <laughs> I, I grew up in farm country so um we had you know it, it where i lived didn't have uh, a ton of fishing we generally went out but as i got older and was doing some traveling um you know you hop on google maps uh just a quick not-so-pro tip, right? When you're on Google Maps and you're looking and you see the terrain and all that different stuff, turn all that jazz off. Turn it to that brown and white, like, just basic layer so that your little little pawns, like, stick out at you. Because a lot of times, probably some of the best ones, you're, just, you're not going to pick them up if you're looking at the aerial view. So turn the aerial view off. Anywho, not-so-pro tip of the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, well, I so I call them get-shot pawns right and say that again get shot pawns got it right those are what, you want to stay out of those <laughs> um because the area of california i was in you know uh very very about their rights and uh there were some places that you know like i said in my later teenage years uh you know we'd find something on google maps and literally just drive up the house and knock on the door and be like hi me and my buddies saw you know pawn back there and and they said, no, nah, we'd really rather not have a bunch of, oh, say no more. Right. And so anyway, that was a joke and and it kind of stuck. And especially when I moved to Texas, I was like, you know, hey, we're just we're some if, if it's private and you can't just drive to it, you might. You know, I've been polite. I've been politely asked to leave. Uh, there's a lot of construction in the DFW. Okay. Um, I'm not going out to hit ponds that are just being made, but there's so many creeks, tributaries, stuff off of lakes right? That for however long, just raw land, right? Now they're building around it. Well, whereas before you could either, you know, throw the boots on and go for a hike, whatever the case, now there's a road that's, you know, right next to it. But if Mm -hmm. it's in a construction zone, you kind of always run that risk of security guard pulling up and, and uh, telling you, telling you to scram. So I've had some, some Paul Blart incidents (laughs) recently that were, Dude, I, man, I didn't know you could throw so many lights on a 1997 Dodge Ram pickup truck. But <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, it got bright real quick. Um, but uh, but yeah, as far as you know, generally, like all the lakes and and you know the Texas Corps of Engineers, all that different stuff. I mean, once you're on the water, you're on the water. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got your fishing license, all that jazz. But uh, I mean, our 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 game wardens and all that stuff. There's uh, there's one that I run into out here on on Lake Ray Hubbard you know, all the time you know, asking me how the bite is and, uh, you know, all that different stuff. And man, that, I don't know that guy personally, I know him in passing from, you know, I've seen him from the bank. I've seen him, you know, running to him with a kayak on the boat, not literally just figuratively, but, uh, you know, and, and, uh, man, he's, he's, I, I gotta imagine that guy's off time. He's probably doing, doing a little dangling. So, um, you know, as, as, as far as that goes in Texas, it's, it's generally just be respectful.
0: Yeah. That's about sure. it. About so it, you yeah. have a you have a boat, you have a kayak. Two How kayaks. You determine you, two kayaks. Yeah, because you have a, a the newest one, which yep. is Old Town, right? Yep. Autopilot. a pilot, I saw that. But you, you have an older one that tea. you like modded out to the T. So I mean, there, yeah, you got three. How do you choose which one? Share us about your kayaks and your setup. So
1: we're so we're yeah so we're down to two. um You know, I think everybody's apprehensively about you know whatever they do, but I, I know that with myself, man, when I when I dive into a passion, it It can get, it can get deep and get real deep real quick. And, um,
0: real expensive.
1: And so it can. And, uh, and so I found a 12 foot Teton pro just a lifetime. Um, and uh, some of the guys said, well, I used to surf and wakeboard and wake surf and all that stuff a lot. So that's why you can stand up in it, but most people can't, I don't know. To me, honestly, for a $500 kayak, that lifetime Teton pro to 12 foot kayak. I've been out in decent rollers and, and all that stuff, man. It, it was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. converted it to foot pedal steering, put the trolling motor on the back. That was a $20 Facebook marketplace find. Um, you know, added rod holders and graphs. Dude, at one point, a little bear so at one point in time, just because I, I wanted to see like side to side comparisons and, 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 and you know, in all honesty, probably I should have got a lot of the stuff on video, but again, you know, keeping myself being s- somewhat selfish, right. At the core of, you know, pursuing this passion. Um, it, the, the video content wasn't like the primary, just wasn't the primary thing. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to do this to make a video. Now, I, you know, my mentality has gone from, man, I need to share this experience, but back to the slightly embarrassed thing, right. Had a $500 kayak with a Garmin, 93 SV on it, uh, for, uh, doing side scan, um, down scan 2d. And then I had a Helix Hummingbird nine, uh, because I have absolutely fallen in love with 360, by the way, if you had to pick 360 over live, it's 360 all day. Um, okay. but, uh, but yeah, so there were, you know, had 360 on it, had Garmin, Homebird, like all the different stuff. It was on a $500 kayak. Yeah.
0: You sound and like a life angler over here. Yes, dude, all, of all about it. More than the kayak itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just zero it didn't care, right? I'll keep it PG rated, but I had zero of those, right, that that affect, you know, your your opinion of, okay, why are you doing what you're doing? And, you know, what are other people's opinions about it? Like I had, you know, that field of Fs was just empty. I- had none to give because it was all about, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it side by side and, and understand the differences. And, um, anywho, so that was a lot of fun. Anywho, sold that kayak. Uh, I did tell myself, I'm like, man, garage is getting a little packed and we're not, your garage uh,
0: is packed. I saw a video of it. You could barely walk to that thing. It's full of fishing gear and other things
1: stuff. Yeah. So I knew the 12 footer had to go. Um, and so sold that for like 800 bucks because I sold it almost ready to go. I didn't have graph on it, but you know, it was the lithium battery and, and all that different stuff. Uh, man, if you ever want to have an episode on electronics and lithium batteries, make you're the sure, man. You, make sure you don't have a battery sponsor because they're not going to like what I have. They're to not going to like that. They're, they won't like it. I, I promise you, they won't like it. Um, but, but yeah, uh, and, well, give
0: us a, give us a cliff notes real quick. I thought you had hundred amp hour like shoved on, barely fit into the hatch of that. Yeah, <laughs> of that anchor thing. Yeah, and I
1: can I can tell you, you know, what was it like thirteen point six miles it, it went at like oh wow throttle. Yeah, I mean with the amp meter on it and all that different jazz. I tell you the milliamp hour it was pulling and 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 at what amperage and all that. Yeah, it had hundred amp hour stuffed inside the the nose of that thing just because <laughs> of the way that it floated. Uh, you know, and and so you know where where does it create buoyancy, right? Which is how kayaks are stable or not, and do they float, you know, nose or ass heavy, all that different jazz? Um, yeah, it was freaking rad, honestly. Uh, and so I, it wasn't two days after I sold it, the guy was sending me messages on Instagram, you know, talking about how stoked he was.
0: Oh, that's cool. Uh,
1: just you know, I'm always apprehensive about even even like the recent giveaway that it did, man. It's, I, I've done so much of that stuff in the past where you know, somebody buys something from you or somebody wins something from you and they might as well fall off the face of the planet. You never hear from again. Mm-hmm. So I've, i definitely received a, a warm welcome from the fishing community in the sense that, you know, the guy that, that bought that, that kayak was shooting me messages with, you know, fish picks and all that stuff. Oh like, yeah. Love you know, part. unless, Oh man, it, it generally, like it, it warms the heart even yesterday when I got messages from a recent giveaway winner about how you know him and his friends went and caught like 40 fish and they just were blown away by how well that bait worked. Side note, I'm tying into the three special baits, right? There we uh, go,
0: segue um, coming, folks.
1: You know, he 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 you know got his new PB and all that different jazz. Mm. Um, I was on we were on our way to t ball game with my wife and kid, and I, I looked at my wife, I'm like man, I feel so like kind of cheesy corny to say this, but I'm like, dude, I, I get like the warm fuzzies. Like I'm stoked that this dude is so fired up about it. It's, it's, it's not like some special homemade bait that I got to, you know, go to www.myspecialbait.com or something, you know, It, it, it's just, it's an off the shelf thing that I've found works really well. And it's a little bit different than what a lot of people throw. And you know how that goes, man, a little, little bit different. Um, like your, you know, like your eight inch mag draft, um, you know, if they're biting on that, it's just different from, you know, whatever everybody else is throwing. So
0: it's different. It's 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 not as different than the guy who is fishing uh, a lake near me, and he told me about it just a few days ago, and then he catches like this monster right in front of my face, and I'm like, well, there goes thirty dollars. <laughs> Those <laughs> things aren't cheap. <laughs> like twenty five dollars with five dollars shipping, and you got yourself a mag draft, perfect to hang up on any underwater stump. The first cast you throw it, mm. um, but mm. I didn't do it. But I know that it's coming. I'm like open water only for that thing, at least. So I get some mileage out of it. But Here, I, mean, I got some got some comments over here, real fast, yep. and then I want to circle back to you because I asked you to bring like what you have tied on now, which for a lot of us here in the country will be like what we have tied on in the weeks to come. So uh, it's almost like I'm looking into my future. Uh, yeah, things that work for you. Now, granted, in Texas, um, a little bit different, but also the same. Well, i we head back here.
1: Yeah, fish behavior and all that jazz. I yeah. see we got some tamarack pros in there. That's the other mm-hmm. one, by the way. We That's do kayak.
0: Here to dad fishing. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And yes. uh shout out to the old he's got an autopilot. I just saw a short of him today riding in his autopilot. Fishing with Gramps got an autopilot. Uh mm-hmm. loves that thing. I have not talked to a single person who owns a old town autopilot and they not just like talk about it like their first love. I mean, yeah, there has not been a ne- one negative comment that I've ever heard on the you, OT autopilot.
1: You can so yeah, there honestly there was uh I would say in the in the circle of people that I that I talk with a lot um fishing wise here in 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 dfw north texas dfw yeah. more specifically the big thing was man the thing's a tank it's heavy this and that um i mean but you but you know what going into it you know it's 120 some odd pounds uh is what it is but my
0: bona fide p127 non-motor is 130 pounds
1: yeah so, so doesn't seem to doesn't, doesn't seem to be. Yeah. I, I, still driving me. around on sidekicks. Yeah. But I, I will say going from a, a lifetime to that old town was like, I remember the first time I took it out, I was like, this is freaking ridiculous, man. I'm on a pontoon, but like, I felt like I was on a pontoon <laughs> boat and I understand, you know, I understand a little bit about, you know, dynamics and, 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 and the way the hole's built and it is kind of like a, a pontoon in terms of, you know, that's how it, you know, incurses buoyancy, But, um, yeah, man, it it is. I uh, uh, dude, I could. I, I mean, like yesterday, last night, you know, it's blowing fifteen to twenty. Freaking nose taking on. Uh, so forget how windy it was. The rollers were coming over the the bow. Right, it was like you know mm-hmm. when it would dive down, the next one would you know up over the top. Of course, I got scupper plugs out, so then I'm in an area that I'm pretty familiar with. But uh, but, and i was standing up. but I, I don't I, I how guess. It, huh.
0: You're making it happen out there.
1: It's just I'm so comfortable on that thing, and and uh, every opportunity I can, you know, get out and, and and around different environments with it. But yeah, I saw somebody had a Tamarack, so that's the other that is the other kayak I have. Um, it is less stable than the Teton, however, the thing only weighs like 50 pounds, so mm. I kept that one, and I had and I had a reason to keep it because man, there's these culverts. There's these little skinny water areas that, you know, either parking is non-existent, whatever the case, mm-hmm. man, I'll, I'll have like two rods and a little tackle sack attached to the waist. And I can literally put that thing on my back and go down the side of a hill. Um, I rode it down a grass hill one time. It was uh, again, all the things that should be on video, <laughs> there were the know, but here I am just going, man, but this is it's for, you know, it's, it's maybe i need to amass a certain amount of experiences before i'm like all right it needs to all go on video now but <laughs> but uh but yeah the the tamarack pro you know i think at that 300 hundred dollar price point it's light um if you're sitting down on it i do have some seat risers um because i do stand up on it but uh you know it's just a uh, i like it it's a great little yeah Hi. yeah
0: i right, we got some comments over know. here and i'm going to switch over and let you talk about what you have rigged up here um let me see right here yeah low life angler said i like my old town i'm good with, um he likes old town but he's good at this 400 lifetime um you know what i sometimes i recommend that to people like hey i only got like hey what they always ask me a question what kayak should i get and first i got like 15 questions i have to answer <laughs> and one of those questions is like what's your budget and um, cool. which you know a lot of times i go lifetime i really do um let me see
1: they call it different things different parts of the country but yeah that 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 what's your budget is uh is is definitely your, your best option because you know for you and everything that you've done you know i'm just i'm like when you first hit me up about being on the show i was like yeah he's you've done a lot of stuff man you're very accomplished so congratulations on that and and you know i'm stoked to be on the show but um you know you're an ambassador right you're an ambassador to the sport and so if someone is showing interest right you've got to know like what is your price point you know, cause if you're like, Hey, what kayak should I get? And you're like, Oh, you got to get this, you know, $3,500 job, $5,500 job. And they're like, all right, yeah, another hobby. And they're just yeah. screen left. But you know, if they're like, I don't know about five, 600 bucks as an ambassador, just my personal feeling on things is like, you should have some good options for those people because it would be a disservice to that person. If you were not able to say, Hey, not, there's nothing, you know, there's no absolutes in fishing, but, uh, here's where I would steer you towards because at the end of the day, you know, without squirreling off, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Bass Pro Shops, right? A lot of people have a lot of opinions about Bass Pro, but they've probably increased awareness, you know, more than everybody else combined. And, uh, uh that's not to take away from anything anybody's doing on social media. Cause I'm big fans of a lot of people on social media, but, but certainly you know, they've created an accessibility that uh, can't can argue with, you know, yeah. industry wouldn't be where it is without those high exposure businesses.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I was just thinking, I was having a conversation. I, I someone recognized me. I was out in the lake recently and uh, you said the business, kayak fishing wouldn't be where it's at. And he said something i would never heard before. It's like kayak fishing wouldn't be where it's at without a lot of the awesome women in our lives who really <laughs> take care <laughs> of the household and allow us to go out all the time to the degree which we go out. And so shout out to those awesome spouses and who kind of allow us to get this done. Um, so it's a, yeah. it's a passion for many. If you're on here, uh, you know, nine twenty three on a Tuesday night, you're addicted and you are in the right place. You are in the right place. Uh, rewind shot. had a question here. He said off topic, but if you tried out the 3d act rod stagers, look really cool. Ironically enough, I have those on the way. Uh, my dad starting to get into kayak fishing, has a hard time reaching around and getting the, the, the yeah. rods out of like the back poles. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get some rod stagers. So stay tuned. I'm doing a video on those here soon. So great question. I've worked with 3D Yak um, for a couple of years now. I've done some videos for him. And so Greg is a pretty awesome guy and uh, makes some quality stuff. So if you're thinking about ordering something from him, just, just do it. Um, so everything I've got is always, always held up there. All right. So, um, if you just chimed in, you might, be like, who am I talking to? This is my chaotic fishing Peter Husser from Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, man, it's just been a, it's been a fun conversation. I've, this is one of those conversations that could go on for two hours. Um, because there's just so much to talk about. I, but
1: before, before we went live, I said, don't, don't let, don't let me squirrel because <laughs> we can go, we can go job job. would be a good time.
0: I like it. Um, all right, so le- what do you what do you got behind you? Show us what you got hooked yeah, up right so, now and why.
1: So, like you said, from you know the kayak strategy, wake up, map study, plan where you're going, plan where you're launching, plan what you're going to cover. I I'm not a smart dude. I'm just barely smart enough to know that there are other people out there who've already got it figured out, right? And so <clears throat> what I literally went and grabbed from the yak before the show were three different baits um i would say slow medium fast uh and uh or you know finesse and moving up from there um but you know once you have studied the map once you got location once you got launch once you get there what do you do you know do you i mean are you throwing a buzz bait in 18 feet of water are you you know running an eight inch mag draft are you you know throwing a slow sink swim bait what are you doing and I I do derive more fun from that stuff, right? Like the the what I call like crazy bait. So non-traditional baits to me are super fun to fish. Okay. But again, mentally, I prepare myself for not catching anything um, and and trying to extract as much knowledge and experience out of the, you know, out of, out of each outing. But a um, couple different things and generally I go from fun to boring, if you will. That's that's just my <laughs> That's my raw feeling on it, right? And so, fun to boring is going to be a four inch swim bait. Um, this is what I recently had in a giveaway. I'm throwing this on a 7.2 medium heavy mod fast. It means absolutely nothing because uh, you get five rods that are 7.2 medium heavy mod fast and they all feel different. Um, uh, I use a lot of the MFR rods. Um, so, if there's any MFRs, you're out, guy. Hope you guys are. Doing well. But um I throw it on fifteen pound fluoro. It's a 6'3", so a little bit slower reel. And all it is is the owner flashy swimmer.
0: Oh yeah, I got those in my garage. Those are nice. This is
1: yeah, it this is a staple. It's always tied on. This is the this is the four-inch whale on the five aught. It's a five aught? Yeah, five aught owner flashy swimmer. Okay. Um I've I don't want to say I've all but given up on. I used to throw the three-aught with the three and a half inch, and uh man, you can bop that through rocks, riprap, around trees, through grass, weeds, everything. And that smaller profile bait, I can say with 100% certainty, I- I'll probably get bit three to one over this four-inch. That's yeah. in the last five years, I-, I would say that that's probably about the ratio. So if you know, if I was just fiending for a bite, I would downsize. Um, down. Right, but but that that little bit bigger, uh, that little bit bigger presentation um, seems to attract a little bit bigger bite. Mm. But that's my, you know, throw it over that rock pile. You know, run it along a couple docks on my way to a spot. Uh, try not to squirrel off into you know picking each dock apart as I have done more tons than i'd like to admit um but so that's my you know my my find and bait right and it's great because if you if you go out and you throw it through a couple docks or you throw it through a couple areas where you're looking um and you get nipped right either you're gonna find out that you got some pesky white bass bluegill smaller fish whatever the case they're not committing um mm-hmm. then you make a choice right do i slow down and inspect further or do i keep moving um and uh and so if, if I've, if I've thrown that and not getting any action and I've grafted an area, um, you know, I'm certain there's fish or if I'm from the bank and I've, you know, felt a couple bops along the way. Um, again, I used to throw something a little bit smaller than this, but I've this year, I just, I don't, I guess I'm not interested in that smaller bite. It, It doesn't, do it for me i'm i've mentally gotten to that point where if i don't catch i don't catch but i know that there's fish there and i've caught you know three four five six pounders in that area before so i i want that i want that i'm addicted to that (laughs) i i'm willing to forego catching fish if it means getting that so um the next one and uh, and this is this is a little bit more weedless and it's tunable, I guess you'd say. But um, this shares a commonality with the third, which is the the least fun uh, bait for me to throw. Um, in that this is a a swing shake, so the head of your swim jig and it moves independently. I'm 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 sold on those. Um, I started with uh, with with the next bait that I'll have. Um, and I stopped losing fish at the bank. That was the, that was the biggest place. So on the kayak and in the boat, you know, um, I bring a net with me. I don't often use it just cause I like the thrill of, you know, reaching down, grabbing fish, but, um, but I noticed it most from the bank, having that hook moving independently from the head. They just, they couldn't shake it. Mm. And so I, I, you know, when that axle swim jig came out and again, I'm not connected. I don't have affiliate links, all the different jazz. I, right. I want to fish what I want to fish, um, and we're probably going to keep it that way for the foreseeable future. But um, so I used to fish a smaller one, uh, and and now it's the uh, it's a five Um uh, again with that four inch whale. Man, tunability wise, it all depends, right? How weedless do you need it to be is going to be how deep you bury the hook. So, like on Friday, I head out to uh, a lake northwest of Fort Worth, and I'll be throwing this a lot, but I'm you know not even not even exaggerating right if you can see that hook there let me find a, a contrasting the background mm-hmm. there we go so on Friday when I'm pre-fishing I'm gonna take that hook and it, it's inside it's inside I mean
0: it's not like it's it's most the, would say skin hooked you went a little deeper
1: the class of fish that that will and I and I won't swing on it either i say that but like if i feel the right bite i might um the class of fish that it's going to take to actually break you know that plastic and get down to the hook like i said i might swing on that one but generally right i can go pre-fish with this and and i'm not giving a bunch of sore mouths um which means they're still you know fairly catchable the next day versus if you go and and hook a bunch of them generally you know that fish isn't going to be super biting the next day so don't go wear out your spots but um but, yeah that that swing head swim jig you know you can cover a lot of water with it um, it's heavy enough to get down to, to some good depths I mean you can you know summer fish this 15 20 feet down um, doesn't take forever to get there all that different jazz but you know it's a it's a jig it's a jig and uh, there's not a whole lot more to say about that that's just yeah. you know preferences um, biggest thing on that is that it's it's got that swinging head and uh, so yeah and it's that's fine. What's that?
0: Oh sorry, I thought you moving on to your least yeah I'm curious what yeah. that one is.
1: And that's uh 15 pound fluoro. This is a 7'4 heavy mod. So this is that that Zark rod. Um it's I use it for a lot of different things, but man, you can you swing on a fish, it's too small, that little dude is gonna go for a ride. <laughs> <I'm>
0: <laughs> <going for laughs> out of space.
1: I, I felt like I feel bad when I'm like that fish just <laughs> comes flying out of the water into the side of the kayak or the boat or the like man i've I, I legitimately feel bad people are like you're hooking them through the lip and da, da, da. no but i feel bad when they thought again
0: yeah it. they smacked us the out of your kayak yeah we so the least in there
1: the least fun but um definitely always have a tight on and actually two weeks ago when i pre-fished to like for a tournament this coming weekend it it was a it was a clue that just you know i thought okay you know, looking for shad spawns early in the day, looking for little oil slicks, looking for you know all the different signs, moving fish, all that different jazz. And uh, about 1130, honestly, I was like, man, I might use this one as my drop because this is ridiculous. I mean, just, I had plenty of bites. I had a couple white bass. I say a couple, I had like five or six white bass. And I was just like, this is I'm not fun. And again, mm-hmm. staying, staying centric on, you know, do what you do and why you do it. Um, and so my wife was like, yeah, it sounds like you really, like you stopped caring and you started catching. So yes, my wife is right, right? You have to, <laughs> you got to know when to admit it, but right. um, it is, so it's a shaky head. This is okay. the, this is the smaller, I think they, ha- I think it's a, one is a three eighths and one is a, no, five sixteenths and then a three eighths or half ounce, something like that. Anyway, this is a smaller three out size um i i like the body of the bigger like seven inch worm whatever it is um but the length i i chop it down so that that head literally just meets right up with meets right up with the hook see it's got that flat side but again that you can i mean you can see the the hook swinging independently from the weight Mm -hmm. and dude i just i stopped losing fish especially at the bank that's that was the biggest thing for me. I stopped losing fish. You can, you know, you can fish just like a shaky head, um, you know, real finesse, You can, you know, th- throw like a Texas rig, all that different stuff. But you know, the way that I, the way that I rig it up too, I'd probably lose less soft plastics if I didn't do this, but it has created an opportunity to get through some pretty thick cover. Um, if you look, that head is, is kind of tilted all the way back. And so if I, you know, if I pull on the, on the head of that swing shake, You see that it pulls forward and it's basically i've got it tensioned with that worm and kind of what that creates is the ability for that head if it gets wedged as i pull you know to to pop it loose that head rotates and the amount of stuff that i've broken off has has drastically increased too um is it because of the head the amount of fish that i've lost at the bank dramatically decreased is it because of the head um so you know whatever your preferred terminal tackle manufacturer. Um, if they have something like this, uh, it's not, and it's not quite like a, like a, like the Biffle, you know, the football jig with the independent hook. It's, it's not that because you still are, you know, I'm still connected to the head. It's not just a full blown, you know, swinging hook. Um, but, uh, which is a, a Texas summer staple, but, um, it's, it's, it's just different enough that, uh, and I've caught enough fish on it to where, I've always got
0: one tied on, so man, hundred percent, man, I love this. So I mean, I, um, no, you took it. You took a deep dive, and I've, have, I've, have, I've have never heard what you just said on the on the shaky head. I don't think I've ever actually even seen one of those before. I didn't even know they existed. Um, I'm just now getting into shaky head fishing myself. It seems to be something that's being like a resurgence. I, I've heard more people talking about shaky head fishing in the past three months than I have in years. Hmm. Um, so. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. You know, usually well, it's every, just me.
1: every everything that was old is new again, right? At some yeah, point in right? time, I guess. Um the other thing too that I I'm a sucker. Um Berkeley makes a really good hook with this setup. Um these obviously all come with them, but that that screw lock, um I I like I love screw lock hooks. Right? Oh yeah. I don't know what it is about like just and I say this, you know, all due respect, but I'm like the old school you know, EWG, where I've got to slide the bait up the hook and, and all that jazz. I mean, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Like, it's arguably caught, no, it's you can't even argue it. It's, it's caught more fish, right, in the history of fishing. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say that screw lock, I just, I feel like for the importance that some people put on having your, your I'm trying to move this with a good contrast. So for the importance that people put with having, you know, the, the, the right orientation or your bait being, you know, from the hook across the hook point and all that different jazz. And I get it. That's for, you know, that's for hook up and, and, you know, when a fish bites down all that different jazz um, for the importance of people put on that, I sure am able to get a much better angle on my bait from the head of that bait mm. to the point of that hook with, with the screw lock stuff. Um, I don't know, man, maybe I suck at using like, <laughs> you know the regular the regular tackle and and if that's the case so be it i've got better, i've got options that work for me
0: no i i i hear you i think i'm there i think i'm there as well i mean if you haven't never put your hands on a screw lock before it's just like oh where have you been all my life and why is this so much easier than before and yeah why is this never going to fall or slip or whatever and i'm gonna to have to continue to every time i reel it in yeah just it you don't do that anymore
1: that's I that, that was a huge one too right you just don't waste time you just sit there and cast and cast and cast and cast and cast until you need to literally until you need to replace your plastic I will say just depending on whatever screw lock you have on there um, no way the camera's gonna pick this up but the way that that screw lock attaches at the top point like at on in this case on the on the the, the head of that weight mm-hmm you know, from the factory and just, I've been in manufacturing before, you know, they're trying to make it where they can mass produce this stuff. So on these ones, it's, it's like a clasp, And once it, you know, clicks on, that's great. But man, I've had some aggressive fish just freaking chuck my whole thing. And at that point, if I don't have a screw lock anymore, obviously you've got to switch out your terminal tackle. So I do take a little pair of pliers and, you know, kind of lock that, lock that piece over um, so that it, so that the screw lock part itself can't like i can't push it off um anywho that's my little that's my jazz for that
0: no it's all good i got a couple comments here uh rewind shot said when you were talking about your owner underspin um kind of paddle tail he's like Mm -hmm. that's the exact rig with a six cents sexy shad whale that landed him 15 bass on sunday um so man getting it done also new member i need some type of like ring thing that I need to push whenever someone becomes a new member. Thank you so much for your confetti support. falling
1: from the screen. I know that it's whatever. Um that
0: awesome. so I'll I i, I will, I'm gonna have something next time. People become a member. So rewind my man. Thank you. That is awesome so much for that. Um man, we're coming up to our last minutes here. If you have a question for my chaotic fishing Peter, go ahead and lay that on there. Actually I, I've seen a conversation that's been taking place like a side conversation that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah. And I see everyone going back and forth about like obviously it's a personal preference question, right? How many rods is like the perfect amount of rods to carry? I'll answer first and I'll let you go. I mean, it's personal preference. Like I know for me, yeah, if I could have eight or twelve, I would carry it 50, because 20. I have six and I could carry all all six. And they don't get in my way. I have them fanned in the back. Um, I've learned to sidecast. I know exactly where they are. I never get them tangled up anymore. I did when I first started. Um, but I just love, man, I, in a, in a split second, I see something happening or I come around the corner and I see a swirl or I see it, you know, I, they've been busting on Chad recently and I don't want to spend two minutes tying up, reaching behind me, making a ton of noise. I just want to grab it, throw it and, and, and catch that and catch that bass. In which I've been able to do recently. So the more the merrier for me, but the I also know that's perfect. a personal preference.
1: Yeah. So, you're, I what mean, the theory is converted, right? That's, I, I don't have anything much different. I, I, I love re spooling and tying up tackle and doing all that jazz in the garage.
0: In my garage.
1: <laughs> like, I, yeah. Oh, I can geek out, right? Oh, like, hours. In the hours. <laughs> it's 2 30 in the morning. We got to get, get, a, get a little bit of my ugly sleep, but you know, it's, uh, I don't like the, I don't. I don't like doing it on the boat. I'm on the boat, or I'm on the bank, or I'm on the kayak to have a rod in my hand and that bait in the water. Period. Right. That's. I don't know if it's a bad mentality, if it's a good mentality, but that just. I think that drives my. You know, I had. I think the most rods I could fit, so I could do six on the crate, and I could do six. So, I mean, on, on the on the uh, on a Teton Pro on the lifetime. -hmm. I don't think I ever did it to max it out, but I mean, I could, I could have twelve rods on that thing. Now, you had had ten before. uh, I'm just gonna assume, probably, yeah, probably (laughs) I have. Um, I will say, though, playing devil's advocate, right? uh, You know, a little bit of self analyzing is that you know that then turns around and says, "Oh, that dude doesn't have a plan, or that dude's not." you know, not really keyed into what's going to work. And, and, um, that's not, that's not, that's not wrong, right. In terms of being exploratory in terms of, you know, figuring out, you know, what is my target? Where's the target, you know, where are the fish at? If they're moving from, you know, pre to spawn to post and all that different stuff, but, uh, but at the same time, I mean, man, if, if, if it was always, if I had the ability to, before I even went fishing, to just say, I'm picking this up and this is what will catch them. I mean, in theory, it sounds great. But, you know, then there's the other side of it is you go there and you bet wrong. And, you know, well, goose egg. So, yeah. No, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I like the condition thing where you see it and you're like, yep, turn around, grab it. That's, I, it, it, it adds to my enjoyment. Just being able to do that. And so, for that reason, like I said, my my field of f flowers are are barren, right? Don't care uh, because it contributes to my enjoyment of of this sport. So yeah,
0: no, I hear you. For me, uh, I see fishing as a, um, a strategy game. So if I'm tying a lure, that means there's not a lure in the water, and my chances go down. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, a lot of times, I. I just might get line twist and that rod is done. And if that was the only one I've, I've heard people say I only carry one, which is fine. Carry one. But if that was the only one, I'm now spending the next 10 minutes cutting line, re people, it through my guides. Those and people I just
1: get really good at one bait at a time though. Right. Like that is a, there are, there are plenty of days where I go out, you know, on a kayak or the bank. Um, I don't do the boat just because there's more, you know, time and investment that goes into when you go out on the boat. Um, but you know, bank and kayak, there are a lot of times where I'm like, man, I, I got I got, you know, hit five or six times on this bait last time. How did I not catch a fish? And so my not a bad way. You play whatever mental games you play with yourself, but my <laughs> punish my punishment, if you will, is you get to go out with that one rod and that one bait and you lock it in. And you learn it, you figure it out. Because because let's be honest, like I you know, we can watch every YouTube video there is, you can listen to every conference, whatever you want to do. The way that you're gonna learn is when they hit it, why yeah. did they hit it? All that different stuff. So
0: Yeah, time on the water, getting it getting I get it. No, I mean it's yeah. like I said, personal preference and what's your goals and what's your why. And uh, you know, are you just out there to have fun? Some people are out there to have fun primarily catch fishing secondarily. Yep. Um, other people are the opposite. Other people out there, I only want bigs. I don't care if I catch 100 smalls. And so it's, and that changes the answer for everybody. I'm curious, if you're listening in, let me know, if you run a Yak, how many rods you typically run in your Yak? I'm just curious to get kind of a general consensus, consensus um, through seeing everyone's comments there. Um, got one last question because we're technically over time, but there's really no... <laughs> limit so we're never really over time six um, was my
1: short answer by the way
0: <laughs> six fine. is six is mine i run six right I, now i've uh, locked it down so let us know if you're listening in there we go i started with two to three now it's around eight
1: <laughs> yes yeah, I, I and i and i bet that you know the reasons are similar right i saw mm-hmm. uh 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 was it bearded gramps used to live in carrollton man he you get that guy back on the show. Ask him. Ask uh, uh, if he was fishing at that time when he lived in Carrollton. Ask him about all the little creeks out there, man. That is a okay. okay. Uh, Carrollton, Carrollton, Texas, like that area of the DFW, dude. There's so many. Doesn't matter if it's a corporate area and you've got those like drainage ditches, dude. There are so many juicy little. It's crazy.
0: It's all right. Crazy. The bearded gramps. I like that. That's there's cool. actually the bearded, like. <laughs> The bearded dad <laughs> and then fishing with yeah, yeah, combined. that's awesome that's rad no that's very cool i'm gonna call okay. him the bearded gramps from now he's actually on the show in two weeks from now um we do like a combined show about once a month um so we talk all the time oh that's my goodness rad. sorry let's see what we got here sorry. um nine Fowler and friends big says he caps himself at six so it sounds like he can go further but he doesn't rewind shot Fourth, my preference loss and tackle six what else we can normally six um four to six he just got off the water that's awesome scott (laughs) were you listening while you were fishing please say yes um so there we go the singing
1: judgment says we can now start the show
0: (laughs) yeah there we go morgan's here (laughs) let's do it (laughs) jeff jones five to six i like it all right got uh, one question i'm going to finish on from menelias and uh he said if you two had unlimited budgets Mm, can we just stop and think about that for a second unlimited fishing budgets that's amazing. Um what kayak are you buying? I'm going to pass that off to you first. I'll finish up. And if you're listening in, let's have this little side conversation. If you had an unlimited yeah. budget, just throw out there what you would buy.
1: What do you have and what you would buy? And there it, you go. What do yeah, you have and what would you buy? Nothing and the thing or it can be what you have, what you would buy. Um man, I, I've been I, to answer that question, it, 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 just wouldn't be honest. I've, I've been really fortunate in my life. And so, um, and there's been times where we're using powdered milk for our cereal. You know what I'm saying? So it's been on far end of the spectrums. Um, I, I don't like my AP anymore than I liked my lifetime because while I had my lifetime, um, it was freaking rad. It was mm. everything I wanted it to do. Um. You know, kind of that living in the moment and appreciating everything that's right in front of you right now. Uh, you know, not trying to get that 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 somber vibe, but like, man, tomorrow's not promised. So when somebody says, ah, if you had a limited budget, if you had a limited budget," you know, would I buy a crazy car? No, I've I've driven cars that I'll never be able to afford. Um, I've I've you know been on but I've I've done a lot of that stuff. And 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 what I can definitely say is that it it man you wake up the next day and and you just need to be stoked on it and so um if i had a limited budget uh tomorrow would i go out and buy something different than what i have no i've got the tamarack in there for throwing over the back and i've got the ap for you know the longer trips i yeah i i can't i can't answer it dude it wouldn't be any different
0: yeah okay that's fair i can appreciate that i respect that um, for me, my knee-jerk was like almost what everyone almost kind of puts up on a pedestal, right? You got your Pro ProAngler 12 or your Pro ProAngler yeah. 14. And then I paused because those are all just pedal drives, which I already have two of, right? I got native Slayer Propel 10, my first kayak ever, Skip paddling, went straight to pedaling. And then I was like, all right, I want to try out the Bonafide. And since they have a pedal drive that I love, the Propel drive, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the T-127 um, since basically owned by the same company. I got two pedal drives, So I'm like, okay, I don't need a third. I would honestly get the autopilot. I really would. Gramps is talking about it so much. I've heard nothing but great things about it. I would love to be able to just not think about that part of fishing and just lock on. I I like, I like fishing in the wind, right? I'm going to be out there in the 15 to 20 mile per hour winds. And I'm the, I'm the only kayaker out there. Um, because I catch them in the wind when it's, oh, yeah. when it's rough like that. I love it. Yeah. So I don't know. So I, I think it'd be the autopilot. Even I mean, that's like what a thirty two hundred dollar yak. Um maybe a little bit more. $3,500. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think around forty-five. Uh and it depends if you do the one twenty or the one thirty six. Um and I I I scored from I don't names any anyway, guy that I bought mine from, it was brand new, never registered up in Oklahoma, he won it from a series that he fished the previous year, yeah. but was already expecting another one from old town. So he had some projects for this one, then he just kind of held off. And then finally he was like, all right, well, I'm getting my other one next week. So I'm going to list this one for sale. And you know, when I saw the price, like he even told me when I was up there, he's like, man, I, you know, I didn't, didn't want to say that, you know, I wanted it or anything. And I'm like, brother, I, you know, Something has value whether you got it for a yeah, dollar,
0: you earned it, or right? you
1: paid yeah. for per a period. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, what he listed it for, I was like, gone, done now, let's go. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, I'm gonna go drive four and a half, five hours, like, but we rolling. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, a little bit cheaper. It was a little bit cheaper than retail.
0: No, I, uh, I don't, I've never bought a, kayak off the showroom floor always been on Facebook marketplace and I've always driven at least two hours to get it and for a steal right made it worth it All right, let's look at let's look at some of these comments over here uh, Fisher Bassin TV he's got an old town Topwater 106 he'd get an autopilot that's Bryce that's my uh, pro staffer Cass Cray teammate there thanks for chiming in brother uh, Lawson party, Tackle said a fleet he just buy a fleet he doesn't have to pick one he's
1: not gonna <laughs> buy a fleet of them that's so scary. My I love mind it. almost, my mind almost exploded because you have a <laughs> fleet, and, and and so like to outfit each one, like you customize it and you just so many things.
0: What constitutes a fleet when you have so many kayaks? What what a is dozen. that number when it, when I'm gonna, it turns I'm, to becoming? I'm going to draw
1: that line in the sand. It's a dozen.
0: It's a dozen. You have a fleet. Does anybody have a fleet of kayaks? I don't know. You might have like seven kids and everyone has a kayak. And I'm not sure, but uh, Mr. Big Daddy's like, hey, I'd buy a whole set of digital brake controlled bait casting. He wants the Corrado DCs. That's what he wants. Uh, and yes, they are expensive. And But yes, they have computer chips in them. There you go. There it is. I heard they I, sing when you catch
1: hey, it. Hey, so, you know, obviously with the affiliate stuff, so I've got all my deals at Bass Pro and all that different stuff. Look, these big retailers, they want your money. They're going to compete for it. But you as a consumer, you got to pay attention right? Because you can knock the price of a, like on these other two, you know, the other two rods that I've got, I've got the, the one fifties, um, and they're DC dude, it's windy as shit in Texas sometimes. So like, absolutely. Um, and people talk about them not lasting long. I have, I fish a lot of hours. Um, if you find yourself throwing gears on any reels, it, is it the reel it might be but also you know you might be you might have like an eight speed reel and you're throwing like one ounce baits mm. the physics behind that right is that you got a little itty bitty tiny teeth so you may want to slow it down to the six speed stuff um because they got bigger teeth and uh and yeah i i can definitely say i've you know been been really happy with it you can you can pick up when you do sales stuff uh you know bass pro does their tuesday deal so mm. tuesday is 10 off um know, yeah, that's 20 bucks off so that knocks your 150 price down to about 165 bucks um if you shameless plug even though i i i, I don't benefit from this at all but those uh those pro qualifier i was gonna say second to the dc shimano stuff most most of my stuff is you know the Curados and the 150s um, the only other reel that I have that I use is the, six, I think they're on sale for 69 bucks right now, Bass Pro. The Pro Qualifier, it's like that dark gray one. The only other reel I use. I don't know who makes huh. it. Pretty sure it's a, a rebadged lose or whatever. But those reels are, and those rods, that's what I got my PB on, was a, uh, was a Bass Pro Pro Qualifier. Um, it was a heavy, fast, 20-pound fluoro, and a six-speed Pro Qualifier reel um it's fishing a 316 uh it's like the five inch rising sun uh those yeah so the digital brake stuff is cool but i mean last night i was i was uh the one reel that i had that wasn't a dc was that pro qualifier reel and i think i had what I have had a spinnerbait tied up on that to run it along the rocks it being windy right and yeah. dark um and dude, i was firing that thing right into 20 mile an hour wind and i generally run my braking pretty loose i mean if you you know open the bale the bait you know you jiggle your rod and, and it falls but then on the other side you know i generally run that at like one or two out of ten yeah. um yeah. it feels good in the hand you 60 bucks till somebody shows me a better reel for 60 70 bucks that's bang for your buck you will love Say
0: that. it one more time because in case someone's taking notes uh,
1: it's the it's the dark gray pro qualifier reel and the rods uh from bass pro shops
0: got it so it's their brand
1: it it is yeah which i think means it's a rebadged lose probably but yep. i don't know what lose and i get it cheaper as a bass pro label versus a lose label so yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with that
0: I can't believe I missed this question. I actually wrote it down prior to the show and we're at like an hour and a half. I usually go an hour. There's no rules on the KFO show. We can do whatever we want, right? It's chaos. Man. So if you got the time, um, talk about share Lunker. You got a PB and I believe you do, you, you have a, you have a share Lunker, correct?
1: So I don't have a, what I think is a share Lunker. So in Texas, we have the Texas share Lunker program and they class fish as Lunkers at an eight, Uh, the share lunkers are your 13 plus. And the reason Mm -hmm. that they called that is because between January 1st and March 31st, you can give your fish to the Texas, Texas parks and wildlife. And they're going to take that. They're going to do a couple things. Um, you know, they're going to pop a couple scales so that you can genetically test that fish and find out, you know, what is it? Is it just a pure Florida? Is it a lone star bass, which is your hybrid cross, Mm -hmm. um, all that different jazz. And, uh, and this was in a tournament. And so, uh, eight, eight, two. Um, i had already caught my limit for the day and it was on that four inch, they were up in the brush. This was, uh, what about six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, um, East Texas Lake, they were up in the brush. And so I was just firing this thing up into bushes. By the way, I've had a lot of, I'll say a lot. There's been four guides that have switched their fishing line from whatever it is you use to the $10 Bass Pro XL Floro line. When you go like you're expecting to break your lure off, and you're pulling on this line, and you don't break your lure off, but you pull the rock out of the crevice or you oh, break wow. the branch off the bush, like that's when you'll be like, "I have faith in this line." Anywho, no, 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 um,
0: anywho, don't move from yeah. that real quick because a lot of people are paying twenty dollars for Seaguar and physics, and nope,
1: I won't do it. It's funny, and you,
0: and you have people. If, said, who moved who moved over to this $10 so, magical so a line couple,
1: a couple prominent Texas guides that and you've seen them on social media i'm not going to name drop them because i don't know how they feel about it i know one of them has come out publicly and said yeah one of my you know social media friends recommended so he said it on on one of their on one of their shows um, and he's fallen in love with it and then a couple other have messaged me and been like it's do this is real um first off if you want to spend 30 bucks on 150 yards of your favorite fishing line, cause it's what does it for you and your sport. You're going to get a hundred percent check from me. Absolutely. Go rocket. Like I said, with my marketing background, all that different stuff, I'm just not going to donate to that cause it's 999 for your 150 yard little spool. It's in the gray box. It's Bass Pro XL. It's not made by Bass Pro. It is made by one of the other brands. Um, is it rebranded Seagar like rewinds saying well you pay I, I can tell you that it's it's 26 bucks if you get it with the other label on it
0: Ooh, so it's white labeled for for bass shops and it's literally a 26
1: dollar line <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> like the plastic spool the sticker that holds the tagline i mean it's that and <clears throat> i like i said i've just Dude, that's 16 bucks that i can take my kid to lunch with that's 16 bucks that i can you know put in the gas tank that's 16 but you know and that adds up when you fish a lot and in cover and you're not afraid to lose the lure you know at the expense of getting a good fish like you go through you go through some line i i i, I probably go through like i would say probably like a pack or two of that a week. Um, with the, you know, 15 or 20 rods that I have, depending on what I'm fishing, where I'm fishing, I go through the stuff. So I like the price, but you will, it'll, you'll be a believer when you, you know, get your jig stuck down at some rocks and you go to pull off. Cause you, you think you're about to break it off. Right. And then all of a sudden you feel like that rock come unwedged or you break that branch off the tree or whatever it is. Like it is, it's, it's the truth. And I have no reservations about saying anything about it, but um yeah. So I, I definitely, their their mono, their floro, and their braid. The basic, ten dollar boxes are a twenty six dollar deal in disguise. Is yeah, what I'm and like I said, every everybody that has switched has just they're religious about it now, and they're like, Dude, I can't believe I paid that much for it.
0: But you know what? Reason. You this this alone, this this could be like the juice from the show right here um outdoor conquest is well here we got rewind he's like i heard it's just rebranded cigar you got outdoor conquest he's like it's rebranded cigar <laughs> and then you have out conquest he's like more specifically it's the red label um and so it's it's a lot of people saying the same thing i know you're not saying anything specific but uh do a little research there and hey yeah. I- excel fast pro shops excel all
1: it's you gotta do is go. Bucks. It, it's ten, dude. It's ten bucks. All you gotta do is go buy that box and then buy your expensive box and take them out of the box and go. Unless they're using the same plastic reel to wind this stuff on and the same exact silver sticker to hold the tagline and the same little mounting circle in the middle with the notch, like it's the same. Oh, and they might even now. It even it it does say yes. It's the same plastic. It's cigar red bit. label, folks. So, <laughs> we, we're coming.
0: So, with deductive reasoning and uh yeah there you go
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> hey but i have friends that dude it just if it makes you feel warm and fuzzy that you're paying 26 bucks for 150 yards then you know what it's it's the same thing like going out to a bar dude i'd rather fire up the barbecue have a few friends at home you buy a case of beer for 20 bucks do that same amount of alcohol at the bar is going to be 150 dollars yeah. you know so yeah. I hear you. It, everybody justifies it their own way. So.
0: No, save some money, buy a magdraft, have some fun with an it. eight-inch magdraft. I think um, it'll last for me.
1: Speaking of, so magdraft or dangerous swimmer? Obviously, there's not a rigged version of that dangerous swimmer out yet. <clears throat> I will say that I've I've been happy with the dangerous swimmer. The material isn't as like it doesn't blow out like, and I don't mean like how it swims. I mean like you know, on a magdraft. I like the six inch, um, skipping under docks, all that different stuff. Uh, don't need as, as, as heavy of a rod, you know, as the eight inch, but uh, man, you, you catch like two or three fish on that and, and, and you're going to be having to glue it back together. Um, mm. I get really good swimming action at a slow speed. So I get plenty of tail, I get plenty of body wobble, not like blowing out, but like, you know, that main body wobble and shimmy that, you know, a, a good swim bait will do at a slow retrieval speed um, with that dangerous swimmer. And it, and it's the plastic is not, it's, it's not the same. It is a little bit more durable, but it doesn't seem to sacrifice the action. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can dig that.
0: All right. All right. Right on. Damn. If you are still, I'm going to go back to this. If you're still a little skeptical, rewinds like, Hey, seriously, an employee showed me the sticker label and the spool. and have the same model. I <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there. I'm a believer. I'm a believer now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, save yourself some cash, folks. Um, man, it's been a blast. I, I Dude, it
1: pays to watch your show
0: tonight. It, it does. I gotta say. It does. I love it. Uh we gotta wrap this up. We're gonna have to have you back sometime uh in in the future. But guys, if you haven't yet, head over to you're on Instagram, you're yep. on YouTube. Um are those are well, two places.
1: Stay rad, uh Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, mychaoticfishing.com. Um, yeah, that's yeah. where anything anything that I'm doing, it's all on there. Um, I've hesitated for putting out a lot of video content. As far as my comfort level, I, I really want to contribute some value. Um, although I've had a lot of people that are like, bro, you just need to just, just hit record and share the experience. Um, and so when I've convinced myself that there's enough value in that, I'll, 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 I'll do that, you know, more and more, but, um, you know, I appreciate like everybody that's on your show, man is, is freaking rad. The conversations that are going on on the side, I, I, this is an old podcast shout out to my homie that just surpassed a hundred thousand followers on YouTube, um, from pursuing his passion. Uh, but this was an old podcast that we were on. Um, things got wild. And, uh, but, but yeah, seeing the conversations going on on the side, I've, I've definitely been like, don't, don't. I can't read the comments. Oh, I no,
0: you you'll go, you go deep, dark rabbit hole. If you yes,
1: <laughs> I love uh, it. I have to monitor it at the same time. That I listen I'm, to you. Oh, 100. I'm going back through all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but you know, just so appreciative of you know the community that you've built, stuff that I've learned from your show. Um, like I said, went went back and had to had to review you know a couple of year old Kydex videos because I was just like, man, it was a little something. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love it. It's just my chaotic fishing. So Facebook, Instagram, .com, all that jazz. And,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone. Please help me out. Hit that like button. Help me get some replay value out of this this show. And I will see you next week. We have Paul from Cincy Fish Dudes going to hop on. He does a lot of creek fishing down in Cincinnati. I was just down there last week with him fishing. He put me on the juice. So we'll talk about that. I got a video coming out on Thursday about that trip. And so it's going to be a blast. See you next Tuesday night at 8 30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you so much, Peter. And uh, yeah, good luck to you, man. We'll have you back.
1: Thank you all so much.
0: Definitely appreciate it.